KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. We're in the worst stretch of job losses since the Great Recession. Five weeks and counting now with no end in sight. More than 26.5 million people are now unemployed. So many of you are navigating a financial nightmare that no one saw coming. It is a scary new world. And so I called Beverly Harzog to get some financial survival tips. Beverly is a credit card expert and consumer advocate and also a consumer finance analyst for U.S. News and World Report. Beverly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Carol. So U.S. News did a survey earlier this month, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I wanted to ask you about a report that's just out that credit card companies are starting to reduce spending limits for current cardholders. Um, you know, is it, how does this hurt the cardholder? Does it? You know, Carol, it it does hurt the cardholder in a way. Let's say you have lost your job and you've been relying on your credit cards to pay your bills. Now, suddenly, your limit has gone down. And not only does it reduce your uh, ability to pay your bills, but it can also reduce your credit score because you suddenly will have what we call a, a credit utilization ratio. And this is the amount of credit you've used compared to the amount that you have available. And when that number starts to go up, Uh, your credit score starts to go down. And when you've lost some of your credit limit, that will increase your ratio. So that's a problem right there. Um, I'm not really surprised this is happening, unfortunately. Um, I think the credit card issuers have lost a lot of money, particularly off of their travel credit cards. And they are uh, trying to reduce their risk a little bit. So it's, it's a difficult time for consumers, that's for sure. Is there anything you can do about it if you get a notice that your credit card company is going to do this to you? Yes. You know, as a consumer, you really have more power than you know. You can always call your credit card issuer. And if your account is in good standing, all right, and you still have a good credit score, then you've got some great bargaining tools right there. And you can say, hey, you know, this happened, and, you know, I would like to have this reconsidered, and I'm paying my bills on time, so I, you know, the, I, you know, I don't understand why this is happening to me. You know, can't I just have my uh, credit limit back or I might have to move my business to another credit card. <laughs> and if you've got, and that's, a, that's a, a negotiating tool you shouldn't hesitate to use. Now, this is only something I would recommend if you have a great credit score. If you are already, uh, you know, missing payments, then you don't have much of a bargaining chip right there. But, if you're still in good standing, you know, this is something that um, that you should do. You should call your issuer and just ask for your limit to be reinstated. And that's one of the things your survey found, the U.S. News survey found, was that most people with credit card debt have not yet asked to defer or skip payments. And a quarter of them said they planned to make the, only the minimum payments during the crisis. Yeah. You and I actually did a whole podcast a few weeks ago on yeah. all these credit issues. And I would refer people if you want you know, if you want more information is to go back and look for that podcast, because that was really helpful. But Beverly, um, 
just if could you give us bullet points here of why aren't people asking and should they be asking? Is there danger in doing that? You absolutely should be asking. If you can't pay your credit card bill, uh, there's already danger right there. <laughs> and if you just let this go and don't pay, then it could eventually end up on one of your credit reports, your credit score will go down, and you'll be in worse shape. So if you're facing uh, the unfortunate situation of being unable to pay your credit card bill, I want you to call your lender today. Now, at the end of March, uh, the president signed the CARES Act into law. Now, if you're still in good standing with your account, uh, call your lender, and they will do what's called an, an accommodation for you. And you can try to work out a payment plan so that your uh, credit score will be protected during this time. They'll agree not to report negative information. You'll, you'll have kind of a, you know, a long grace period, you know, while we're going through this. But the but the catch here is that you have to talk to your lender. It has to be in writing. There has to be an agreement in place for the, for you to be covered by this this law. So that's why it's important to reach out. And a lot of people don't know about this. And I think that's why they haven't uh, even considered that, you know, this is an option. You need to call your lender today and ask, ask for some help in that regard. And, um, you know, it hasn't gotten a lot of publicity. And uh, so I'm really happy to have a chance to, to share that with you and your listeners. Yeah, I don't I really don't think it has. And I mean, I think the survey shows that that so few people have considered negotiating or calling their credit card companies to ask for some help. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, we've heard all these stories about how hard it is just to get through, whether it's a government entity or a private entity, because everybody's world has been turned upside down by COVID. Have you heard anything like how easy is it to get through to credit card companies right now? I have heard that it is not easy, <laughs> and that's kind of what we all expected. But, you know, really, right now you just have to keep calling and, you know, put your phone on speaker and put it down and, and continue with your work or whatever else it is you're doing. Uh, also, other options, go online, uh, write an old-fashioned letter just so you can have something that shows today's date, you know, while your credit is still in good standing, and be sure that you make a list of everything that you do trying to get in touch with them. What time did you call? How long were you online? If you actually do get through to somebody, make a note of who you're talking to, what time it is, what day it is, just to have a paper trail. Because we all know when we get these big, giant companies involved, you know, things fall through the cracks. So it's very important that you ask for help while your, your credit is still in good standing. So that's why I suggest, you know, all of this follow-up work, you know, uh, track your progress, you know, um, so that you know what date you called and even what time you called. And if you don't get through online, make a note of when you're doing that online and call every day if you have to, several times a day. Get online uh, and follow up there as many times as you need to. It's frustrating. It's going to be frustrating. Uh, but right now, that is just your best option to just keep at it. You'll eventually get through, but there will be some some uh, some waiting involved, unfortunately. Yeah, I just out of curiosity, I went on I went on to one of my credit card accounts and mm -hmm. pulled up. You know, right away you get a, a COVID notice, basically, um, mm -hmm. and one of the messages was basically if you have 
um, if you have an issue regarding you've lost your job or you've gotten a pay cut, Mm -hmm. it said don't email us because don't even the secure email, you need to call us directly. And I thought that was that was interesting that they don't. I don't know if they're getting flooded with emails, but I thought I thought what what you just said, you can't Mm -hmm. really document, you know, the fact that you've reached out. Oh, you can you can document the fact that you've made that phone call and what time you made it and what date it was. Right. And if uh, many of them also, and this, see, this is going to vary by issuer. So others might be getting different messages to base, you know, depending on which issuer and lender it is. Um, but if you, most of them also have a way to reach them online uh, to let them know that you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So just try every avenue. And if it specifically says don't send an email, then don't send an email, okay, because they're probably getting flooded that way and don't have, uh, you know, the, the uh, employees available to handle that. So, you know, we're back to, to making a phone call yeah. or, if it's possible, uh, do, you know, get online. Yeah, it's old school. Yeah. No, right, I thought the same thing. Right. I thought, oh, they, they must just be, they're getting inundated. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting because actually compared, to, based on what your survey said, I think, well, maybe not because people aren't asking. I wanted mm-hmm. to go through some of the other, uh, the major points of that U.S. News survey. Um, it found that 57% of Americans do have financial concern related to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. have experienced either either a job loss, furlough, reduced hours, Mm -hmm. or a salary cut, which may even be more now. Um, You know, and a third of them said they're going to use their stimulus check to pay for essentials like groceries and rent. And in fact, we just did a story, um, apartmentlist.com did a survey that said 24% of all renters and homeowners were not able to pay their April housing bill. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are shocking numbers, aren't they? They are shocking, Carol, and, you know, I really, uh, you know, feel, you know, badly for everybody who's going through this right now because this is something not of your own making, okay? This is like having a natural disaster hit you all of a sudden, and, you know, the, the best thing you can do if you're renting right now is to contact your lender, and before you do that, though, uh, think about when you might be able to start making payments again, okay? Uh, you know, lenders may or may not want, want to help you with this. Your landlords may or may not want to help you with this. Uh, I know somebody that got a notice that said, you know, don't tell us you can't pay your rent. <laughs> okay, oh, that's boy. pretty cold. Yeah, wow. that's pretty cold. Isn't that cold? Yeah. Uh, but I find that the majority of, um, you know, lenders and landlords have been wanting to work with people because, you know, these are their tenants, and they can't lose, you know, like a quarter of their tenants all at one time. They wouldn't be able to make it financially. So it's best to try to help people hang on, you know, uh, you know, with the belief that you are going to get, you know, back rent or they're going to be able to start paying again at some point. Mm-hmm. So you know, the best you can do right now is just to reach out to your landlord and see if they can do something for you. And, you know, there are some uh, stopgap jobs that you can get. And, no, this isn't ideal. You know, it's not going to be your dream job out there. But uh, see if there isn't something that you can do. Some companies are hiring. You know, a lot of it is phone work or online work uh, to see if you can make, you know, just a little bit of money, uh, you know, while you're waiting for your job either to come back or to get a new one. Now, if you are facing, you know, trying to get unemployment, do that today because, as you mentioned earlier, 26.5 million people unemployed. So 
it's going to they're going to be delays getting this processed and that's really you know that's just carol that's just adding to our frustrations and that you know not only do you not have the money you got you lost your job maybe but now you're having to wait in line to get uh, a virtual line to get unemployment and uh, you know these are just tough times all around and you know there's there's not a great solution that i can offer other than we're just going to have to be patient get through this thing and we will get to the other side, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. And, and I mean, the stress though, when you're, when you can't meet your basic needs is that's got to be overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. And imagine families with children, you know, um, I mean, that would be even more stressful, you know, especially if you've both lost your jobs or you're a single parent and you've lost your job. Um, so yeah, there were definitely a lot of situations out there. Now, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, government resources. So I, you know, if you were having, if you were struggling to get food on the table, you know, look local first and see if there's some local help that you can get. Uh, I've noticed businesses in my area, you know, offering, uh, you know, like free uh, food for a certain period of time during the day and certainly to the people who are out there on the front lines. Uh, and, you know, those people are hurting, too. It, you know, maybe they're still getting paid. Maybe they've had salary cuts, though. So it's, uh, you know, I, but I have seen businesses kind of come to life a little bit and, uh, you know, offer some help. You know, there might be community resources, perhaps, you know, churches, synagogues in your area. Uh, you know, and then there's government assistance programs, you know, like food stamps and, and you know, and, and other legislation that has come to uh, come into being, you know, uh, during coronavirus times. So, um, you know, you get have to get online and do a little research. But if you can't make, meet your basic needs, your stimulus check, you know, isn't going to go all that far, you know, and maybe you'll get another one in a couple of months. But, uh, you know, it's it's sort of designed to just maybe help you pay your rent if you need to, to so you don't get thrown out. Uh, but if you're using it for your basic needs, yes, it's... Uh, you know, you might have to also look for some additional funds somewhere else or some uh, meal assistance somewhere. Um, one of the other um, things that the survey discovered was that most people aren't considering personal loans to ease financial stress. And you mm-hmm. wrote about this in, in, in one of your uh, recent columns. Um, mm-hmm. So can we talk a little bit about that? Is, you know, is that a possibility? Can we start by talking about what exactly a personal loan is? Sure. Yes. I mean, this is an option that uh, people may not be aware of. Um, You know, and it's interesting that April is also financial literacy month, uh, but no one's really trying to teach financial literacy right now because we're all in this crisis mode. But yes, so a basic personal loan, let's say um, you can't, you, you have your hours cut or your salary cut, and you just need like an extra $5,000 perhaps to get you through the next four months. Maybe you've got a small emergency fund, but you know it's not going to last. So you decide to do that. Now, if you still have good credit, and there's plenty of people out there that, although struggling, are still maintaining good credit. Maybe they're paying their bills, but they're hanging on by you know their fingernails. Uh, but if you still have good credit, you're probably going to be able to get a personal loan that's going to be a lot cheaper 
than using your credit cards right now. Because remember, your credit cards, they're only a short-term solution. That's what they're designed to be. They're not designed to be a long-term solution because the interest rates are just too high to be practical. It's It's a very high-cost way to borrow money. So if you're finding yourself putting a lot of, you know, you know, personal expenses right now on credit cards, think about getting a personal loan. You know, get online. There are so many, you know, um, online lenders right now. Do some comparison shopping, okay, and and see what, you know, kind of interest rate you can get. And you might be able to do, you know, what's called a debt consolidation loan. Let's say you've got a couple of credit cards or a credit card um you know, and, you know, maybe some other loan that you've had and you would like to combine them into one personal loan. Well, that's one way to try to get a lower interest rate, particularly if it's credit card debt. So you could transfer your credit card debt over to a personal loan. Maybe that credit card debt was at 16 17%, but your personal loan is going to be at 7 or 8%. So this is a way to get, you know, uh, to get by, you know, to get some funding without uh, paying the high interest rates you see with credit cards. But you still need to make start making immediate payments on that as well. So it's kind of like you're taking out the loan to meet basic mm-hmm. expenses, but you still have that. You're going to have that payment to make every month. Right, right. You will have an installment loan payment, um, but you are also at this point. It, let's say it came, you you moved debt from a credit card. You've also freed up space on that credit card for an emergency. And this also helps your credit score because your ratio, guess what, has suddenly gone way down. So that's going to help you if you need more credit. And I'm not suggesting we all use credit to get (laughs) through this because, you know, we all don't want to end up in debt. But right now we're talking about survival and getting through this in the best shape possible. And a personal loan is just another option out there, you know, and, and these are all you know, we've all got our own different circumstances that we're dealing with in this situation. Uh, so that's just another option to consider in your financial toolbox out there, you know, just in case that's going to help you survive uh, and get into as little debt as possible, you know, because you've got a much lower interest rate there. And, you know, and another way to do this, if you've got credit card debt, if you've got if you still got good to excellent credit, you could even consider, you know, transferring your debt to a balance transfer credit card, you know, which, uh, you know, uh, they have 0% you know, APR intro periods. And that ranges anywhere from 12 months to about 21 months right now. So you could even make monthly payments without paying interest, you know, for the next year or year and a half uh, if, if you still had good enough credit to get approved for one of those cards. So there, there are a couple of options out there that they don't make your debt go away, but they help you pay less interest on this debt while you have, you know, a much lower income. What happens if you um, you can't pay? I mean, let's say you take this out mm-hmm. and in another month, you, you if you haven't lost your job already, you've lost mm-hmm. your job and now you can't pay mm-hmm. off that personal loan. Right. Well, you know, that is certainly a risk. And, you know, we're looking at a time right now where, you know, we're probably going to have to take some risk just to maintain equilibrium through this thing. Um, and that is perhaps a lower risk way to go. But let's say okay, you find out that you can't make this installment loan payment, you would go to the lender for your personal loan and see what they can do to help you. 
And again, it's very important you do this before you miss a payment. I can't stress that enough uh, because, you know, with the CARES Act, if you're still in good standing, you know, they're, they're more likely to help you and they'll be able to help you. Uh, so you might be able to work out a deal with your lender, you know, your personal loan to, uh, you know, uh, either lower your installment payment for a couple of months or maybe let you skip one month. But again, before you make any phone calls, I want you to think carefully about your situation and write down a couple of bullet points before you make any of these phone calls. If you can't pay your mortgage, also do that. You know, write down some, uh, you know, bullet points about why you can't pay. The per, you know, a, a very brief, you know, don't be too wordy because, you know, they're getting a lot of phone calls. We've already talked about that. And your best bet is to be brief and to the point and be very honest about what's going on and why you can't pay. And also, give an idea of when you think you you might be able to pay again, even if it's six months from now. Uh, hopefully, it'll be three months. Uh, you can always say, I'm hopeful for three months. It could be a little bit longer just to hedge your bets a little bit there. But uh, they need to know that you're operating in good faith and that you do plan to pay these bills when you can. What what um, what about homeowners? This obviously is not an option for renters, but if you own a home, you may mm-hmm. be able to take out a home equity loan. Is it better to do that, or is it better to do to do this personal take this do this personal loan? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to depend on the interest rate. You know, home equity home equity loans, especially you know if you've been you know a you know a, a great uh, person to deal with, a great customer, and you've paid your bills on time. You know, your mortgage on time. Uh, you've got a lot of leverage there, and you might be able to get a good interest rate, particularly if you still have a good to excellent credit score. So, you know, what you need to do here is figure out where your credit standing is currently. Um, you know, are, do you have good credit? Do you have excellent credit? Uh, the higher the credit score, obviously, the, the better deal you're going to get no matter where you turn. Uh, so just go with whatever, um, you know, type of loan you can do to get the best interest rate possible. Beverly, do you have any other tips, anything I didn't ask you that you think is important for people to know? You know, Carol, right now we're seeing a lot of scams going on related to coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So be very careful. Don't give out any personal information over the phone. The government, uh, you know, uh, the CDC, they're not going to call you and ask you for personal information or offer you uh, vaccines if you can make payment right now. And we're seeing all kinds of things. And it's so unfortunate because people are feeling vulnerable and they're always, you know, fraudsters out there just ready, waiting and willing to take advantage of people. So be careful because the last thing you need right now is to have to wait on funds because you got scammed and either made a donation or thought you were buying something that was going to help you combat this. And, you know, loans, low, um, you know, low interest rate loans are being offered. Uh, so don't do anything like that over the phone, okay, or in, in email. They're, you know, these are also called phishing scams where they'll send you an email, you know, and it looks like it's legitimate. Uh, and if you just click on that link, they'll be able to get you a low-cost loan. Well, no, they're going to get your information when you click on that link. So just be careful. I just want to spare you any further financial uh, nightmares right now. So that's important. Also, be sure you know that you're not afraid to reach out for help. And if you really find that you were just drowning and none of the uh, new options out there can offer you relief, 
reach out to the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. You'll get a one-hour free phone call, and they'll be able to give you some direction as to what you need to do next. So don't don't hesitate. Reach out. You're not alone. You know, there's help out there for you. Yeah, I think a lot of people are having to reach out for help for the first time. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's if there's one theme, you know, that's, uh, that goes through my mind whenever I talk about this, it's that make that call. Make the call and ask for help, whatever type of help you need. Beverly, thank you so much for joining us today for In-Depth. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Carol. Always a pleasure to be on your show. All right. We'll talk to you later another right. time for, for how, All right. how to I look recover. I to it, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you, Beverly. Take care. All right. Have a good day. You Bye-bye. Too. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic, or if you just want to know more than what you're hearing on the news right now, if you want to go a little deeper, if you want to know how this could change your life or your routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Carol McKenzie, and we'll have another episode out soon.